Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ride Along Podcast, where you follow along with Jake and guest entrepreneurs on the journey of starting, building, and scaling real businesses. Take a look behind the scenes at the good, the bad, the sales, the expenses, and the strategies of each business to learn how you can start and scale your own business. Here's your host, Jake Lang. Hello and welcome back to the Entrepreneur Ride Along Podcast. In last week's episode, I talked about my Black Friday sale that I ran at Associate PI. You can see that on episode 34 of the Entrepreneur Ride Along Podcast. And I got some good feedback on it, so I actually want to give you guys another update. I'm going to try to keep you guys updated more on what I'm doing and testing and what I'm what I'm tweaking in my businesses to improve them, what mistakes I'm making, what success I'm having. So I'm going to give you a rundown of what I'm working on with Associate PI. That's the business that I talked about in my last episode, and that's where I ran the Black Friday sale. And I'm going to let you guys know what else I'm working on to scale this business, improve this business, and tweak this business. So for those of you new to the podcast, Associate PI is my business that I talk about, one of my online businesses that I talk about frequently on the podcast. And this is a website, my most successful website at the moment, where I sell online courses in the insurance industry. I sell these courses to help people pass their exams in the insurance industry. These exams that I passed years ago, I hated the study material, so I created my own online courses, and I sell those to help other people pass their exams just like I did. And this was the first successful online business that I ever started. I had others that were not so successful, but this one started around 2015, and I've been operating it ever since. And it's one of the reasons I was able to quit my day job. This one plus the entrepreneur ride along and my other online businesses helped to support me financially, match the income from my day job. So I was able to leave that job and take on entrepreneurship full time. So now that I work on these businesses full time, it means I get to sit back and see things from a, a, a step back an overview and I tweak things and try and strategically grow this business so now it's a lot more serious. Every single move that I make is uh, needs to be impactful because this is my income now. I have no safety net in terms of a day job and other income coming in. This now is my day job. This is my income. So I have to make very, very strategic decisions to make sure this business is growing and supporting uh, myself financially. And because of that, I've been thinking a lot about Associate PI. This is my big revenue driver. If you guys have listened to my income report podcast episodes, if you listen to episode 29, you would know that Associate PI hasn't been doing as good as it used to in recent months. It used to be an automatic five or six thousand dollars in revenue every single month, but as of late, it's been more like three to four thousand dollars in revenue which is okay because it's supplemented from my other businesses that are generating revenue. So I'm still paying myself a, a substantial wage and income and I'm able to, to live my life as an entrepreneur just because my other businesses are growing. But just because my other businesses are growing doesn't mean I want to let this one fade away into the ether. I want to get this thing back up and running and, and get it optimized at 6000 per month. My goal for this website is actually it should be at 10000 per month. So today I'll share with you guys what I'm doing. I have five strategic things that that I am planning for Associate PI to scale this thing back up in 2022 and get it back to where it used to be. And I want to let you behind the scenes so you can see what I'm thinking, my thought process, my strategies that I'm going forward with. And then I'll update you next year and let you know, hey, did it work? Or hey, maybe it didn't work and here's why it didn't work. So hopefully it's going to work. I, I know it's going to work. I have an idea of and I thought of too why these strategies will work. But I, I'll, I'll break that down for you here. 
first big thing, I hired a ghostwriter. I've worked with a ghostwriter in the past. I've worked with the same guy, the same ghostwriter. He has helped me update some of my insurance courses when the exams changed and I didn't have time to work on the courses because I was managing the entrepreneur ride along, my, my coaching clients. I got set up with Greg, my ghostwriter, and he is awesome. He takes my notes. Basically, I read the courses and the exam content. I study the exam and I know what content's going to be on the exam. And I can give my notes over to Greg and then he polishes it up. He writes it, writes into a professional format. So he's done a couple of chapters for me in the past just to help me keep my courses up to date when I didn't have time to sit down for, for a couple of days and write a new chapter. So I reached out to Greg with a proposal. I said, hey, I've got like nine more courses that I could write, nine more exams that I've taken, but I just never wrote courses for. My website currently sells eight courses. So there's nine more. There, there's two other designations. Each of those are, are three exams each. And then my courses are all about personal insurance. There's also three more courses relating to commercial insurance, so like business insurance. And I never wrote those ones. So nine potential courses that I could write and release on my website that people are asking for. Literally every day people ask me, hey, do you have this course? Do you have that course? And I have to say, no, I only do personal insurance or no, haven't gotten around to that yet. So I am drastically leaving money on the table and it's simply because I don't have time. To write one of these courses, it takes me about three months per course. And that's because there's a lot of work to go in and, and, and study for these exams, study all the content that's out there, memorize all the definitions, take the exams, and then touch up my notes and rewrite all of my notes based on my experiences taking the exam and the content that's going to be on the exam and polishing it up and writing it in a way so that it would help people pass these exams because all of my courses are text-based. It's basically a textbook online. They're online courses, but they're all text. And that is simply the format that my customers prefer. So I've stuck with that format instead of doing videos or audio or anything else. I just do text online courses. And then I've also got to write practice exam questions. And I usually write 300 to 400 practice exam questions for each course. So it's a lot of writing. It's a lot of work. It's, it's writing a textbook, basically. It's like writing a book. So a lot goes into it. So I have pushed off these nine courses for literally five years, maybe six years where I've just, I, I've known I should write them. I know if I do it, it'd be extremely profitable, but I just can't get myself sit, to sit down and do it because I'm working on other projects and I don't have the time. So I reached out to Greg and said, Hey, here's the proposal. Can we start with one course? See how it goes. See what it's like. See how you can do preparing a full course. Basically you write the first draft, you write up the notes based on the content that I, that I tell you to write about. Then I'll come in and add my magic touch because I'm the one that's taken and passed these exams. And that's why people buy my courses because I've passed the exams. I have the inside knowledge. I know what's important. I know what topics they need to master and study. So I'll come in with my magic touch after Greg does his thing and I'll touch up these courses and make them just perfect them and make them uh, perfect for my audience, what they expect from my courses so they can pass their exams. And we're going to start working on that. Greg is already working on one course. I did a little test. I've been testing this over the past couple of months is I wrote a couple of blogs and I created a couple of free practice exams. So I wrote a couple of blogs for each of these nine exams that I don't have courses for. And I created a free practice exam for each of these courses that are out there. And I wanted to see how many people are downloading the free practice exams for which exam. And I found that like in, in, out of these nine exams, I, I'd say like 70 to 80% of the people are downloading the practice exam for this one specific exam. It's like the first in the series of these exams is about risk management. And so that's the one that I'm starting with because I got a good sense of, okay, a lot of people are coming to my website looking for information about this particular exam. That's what me and Greg are going to start with. We're going to create a course for this exam. 
And that is my big, big strategy going into next year is getting new courses out there because I know that with these new courses comes new revenue. I know that I have a couple big sellers. I have two courses out of the eight that I currently sell that are my biggest sellers that that can I guarantee two to three thousand dollars in sales every month from those two courses. Then I'll get sporadic sales here for, for my smaller courses and other designation courses. That that brings another two to three thousand dollars. And remember these courses I price them at four hundred and twenty five dollars per course. So that means if I create this new course and it just sells two courses, three courses per month, that's an extra thousand dollars in revenue per month, an extra twelve thousand per year. Times that by nine courses and I've really scaled this business if I can just get one or two sales per new course that I introduce to this website. And the beauty is it's gonna pay for the the work that I'm paying Greg. I I'm paying Greg right now we have a deal of hundred and fifty dollars per chapter just because that's what we've worked out in the past. So it ends up being about a thousand five hundred dollars per course. I sell four courses and that pays for itself. So it just makes sense for me to go forward with this choose the course that I already know is going to be the best seller and that people are looking for and get Greg started on writing that one and get that one out there and get out on my website. That's a big, big initiative for me is new courses because I know people already, they already know my brand name. They already know that I'm the insurance course guy. They come to me looking for these courses and I don't offer them. They come to me asking to buy the specific course and I say, Hey, go check out my competitor here. I do have an affiliate link. So I send people to an affiliate link, but I get like 10 to $20 per sale that I make from affiliate. I'd much rather have $425 if I say, hey, I have that course, go buy it here. So big, big initiative is new courses. So that's number one, working with a ghostwriter to outsource some of this work and get some new courses out there because I know that will guaranteed to bring in new revenue. Number two, the, the next initiative is I'm working with my virtual assistant. I have a team of three virtual assistants that help me out with my online businesses and I've talked about this in a previous podcast episode. It was a while back now, probably one of the income report episodes where I talked about how I switched over to Thinkific this this year, around April of this year. I used to host my online courses on my WordPress website. WPLMS is the WordPress theme that I used to use, but it just got really clunky. I had too many people using my courses, which just bogged down the site, made it really slow. And then anytime my WordPress site broke or a plugin was corrupted or a plug-in conflict, my courses would go down and people would be upset because, hey, I paid $400 for this course and I can't even access it. So one of my VAs did a lot of work. She actually moved all my courses over from WordPress to Thinkific, but I, I really didn't perfect the look of the Thinkific site. It was just kind of like I just used their templates. I just put my courses in there and I was just sending people right to the sales page so they wouldn't have to see all the Thinkific sales page and things like that. But it just does not look like my brand. And I think that's been hurting my conversion. If you can imagine going from one website where you see all their brand colors and their brand images and you click over to their courses and it doesn't look the same. It's it's similar, but you can kind of tell that it's a different platform. I think that's hurting my conversion. Well, I know it's hurting my conversion. I know it has been, but I've just haven't gotten around to sitting down and optimizing Thinkific to make it look exactly like my, my branded page, my branded sales page. The sales were still coming in. I was still getting sales of these courses, so it wasn't affecting everybody, but my sales page looked really basic. My homepage in Thinkific looked really basic, so if people navigated that, it would look kind of junky. It looked like an unfinished website. So a big initiative that we're working on right now is I went in and I created templates. I, I took one or two of my courses and some of the sales pages and the homepages and I made professional looking 
sales pages. I used Canva to create some really nice course images where you can see my course on a computer or a cell phone to see how it would look digitally. Some really high quality images through Canva and some nice banners and presentations and product images. I changed all the product images. And so I just created templates and then I outsourced the rest of my VA and I just recorded a video walking through. Here's what I did. Here's how I created this sales page. Here's a banner image. Here's how you create it in Canva. Can you please go and do this for the next seven courses that are published on the website and just make them look exactly like this one, but, but tweak them and tweak the language for this specific course, which she knows how to do because we've been working together now for five or six years. She's always helped me program my courses. So she knows these courses as well as I do. And she knows the language that I use. So that's what she's doing. And I will include screenshots in the show notes of this episode at the entrepreneurridealong.com slash three five for episode 35. And I'll just include some screenshots and show you what it looked like before and what it looked like after what the, the new design is and how it's going to improve conversion. And you can just see much nicer images called action buttons. FAQs, testimonials, because before it was just like a plain text sales page, just a, a basic banner image that didn't even show my course, no images of the course. It was just text-based and here's what you're getting. Here's what's included. Go ahead and pay me $400 for this. So that needs to change. So we are doing a, a big overhaul of my Thinkific site. She's helping with everything. My virtual assistant is, and it's going to be much cleaner flow, clean courses, clean product images. And I know that's going to help conversion with my old courses. Third item is I am switching hosting. I, in the past, had used SiteGround for hosting. They were my original web host. I moved over to a private web host that was actually hosted in New Zealand because I, I knew the guy that had the hosting company. He set me up with my own server and ran all my websites through there and managed my WordPress websites. But I've started to have a couple little funky server-related errors on my website that just might be from this private server and some custom coding that we did. And also with my website being hosted in New Zealand, if you can imagine somebody from the United States is using my website, but they're, everything they do on my website bounces over to New Zealand and then back to the United States. So it's got slow load time. It could be a lot faster if it was hosted in the United States through SiteGround, which is who I used to use. So I'm gonna switch back to SiteGround and see if that helps speed things up and fix some of these server level WordPress errors that are happening on my website and help get, get my website just cleaned up and flowing smoothly again. It worked great on these servers in New Zealand for a couple of years, but I think as it's growing, it's just getting slower. And now I don't need my own private servers anyways. I had used these servers from my friend because my online courses were hosted on WordPress through the WP LMS theme. And it was just really slow and clunky because I was using shared hosting through SiteGround. And so I had a bunch of people on my website with heavy load time clicking through courses and taking quizzes and it just bogged down my entire website when I was on SiteGround. So I needed my own private server, which is why my, my colleague, my friend here, set me up on his servers in New Zealand through his company and it, it just ran so much more smoothly on his servers. But now I switched over to Thinkific. My courses are no longer hosted on my WordPress website. Because of that, I don't have a ton of load time and I'm not running this complex course and custom coded course. I'm just using a basic Thrive Themes website that looks really professional. You wanna use my courses? You go over to Thinkific. The courses are hosted there. No drag on my servers. So I can actually both save money and probably speed up my website. Now, if I go back to SiteGround where I can use shared hosting and I don't have a ton of traffic on this website because it's such a niche website. It's only anywhere from like five to 10,000 unique users per month. So that's not a ton of traffic for a website like this. That's fine on SiteGround. I don't need a private server for just that traffic, especially if my site isn't bogged down by courses. 
So that's a big development, switching hosting, seeing if that fixes things, clears up some website errors and speeds up the website a bit now that I don't need my own private server. Number four, the next thing I'm working on is new email series. I have had the same marketing email series running for about three or four years now. I created this uh, complex custom convert kit coding where it's uh, it's all segmented based on what exam you're taking, if you want a practice exam, if you need my full course, what struggles you are facing. And it's worked really well. In fact, it worked incredible when I first launched it for about the first two or three years. It, it was just rushing conversion because I added a lot of value in there and I was giving away a lot for free. So then when I asked for the sale and said, hey, I have this course, it was it was really converting really well. And that's when I was converting and, and generating an automatic five to six thousand per month in revenue, oftentimes up to seven, eight, nine thousand per month in revenue. But as of late, I'm kind of noticing that uh, the sequence doesn't seem to be converting as well. So I'm going to take a look through it. And if you listen to the last episode of the Entrepreneur Ride Along podcast, where I talk about the Black Friday promotion, one of the big things I'm going to be doing is running more promotions every single month. And part of that is tweaking these email series to add more strong sales call to actions in there. So see if I can utilize my email list to get more conversions. Because just a couple more sales per month, again, a $400 course, I sell an extra five of them, there's an extra $2,000 per month. So if I can just tweak it slightly with a more strategic sales messaging, remove some of the fluff emails, like some of the emails in there are like, go subscribe to my YouTube channel, go check out my app. And I don't even really use the app anymore. And now that I switched to Thinkific, I'm getting rid of the app. I don't need people to go to YouTube. I don't even use my Facebook page anymore. I can remove that email. So I can take out some of those fluff emails and add more value and talk specifically to the exam, specifically to my courses and make it a stronger sales message in my automated email series. And on that same wavelength, as I talked about my Black Friday sales in the last episode, the fifth thing I'm doing, and I talked about this in the last podcast episode, is running strategic promotions, maybe once a month, at least once a quarter, where it is a solid five to 10 days of broadcast emails to my entire email list strategically about some call to action. Maybe it's a a sale, or maybe it's time to buy this course, or maybe it's a reason to buy this course. Just because there is a good amount of natural churn on my email list where people pass their exams and then they unsubscribe from my email list because they don't don't need my content anymore. So I get like 150 to 300 new leads per month onto my email list and that's where my sales are coming from. But if they don't buy, they just kind of get stuck on my email list, just getting my value emails, just hearing from me once a week. And they went through my automated series. They didn't buy. So I'm just kind of checking in and like, hey, here's some blogs that you're going to like. Hey, here's some videos you're going to like. Hey, maybe you want to buy my course. But if they pass through my automated series, they're not really getting in my automated series where it's like a really strong, concise sales message. It it makes sense that you're going through and in the end, you're going to buy my course. But if you don't buy the course, you don't really get a strong sales message again until like maybe once a month I send out a sales email to, to my entire list. So I need to get back to scheduling these so that the natural churn on my email list and the new people on my email list and the people that didn't buy my courses, that once a month, once a quarter, they are getting a solid five to 10 days in a row of consistent sales messaging, not spamming people, but really just value is here's something you'll get from my course. Here's testimonials from my course. Here's a reason you want to buy my course. And the cool thing about this website is I sell my courses to pass these exams in the insurance industry. 
and there are testing windows, which means that uh, two months out of the quarter, you can take your exam. For one month, you're not allowed to take your exam. So basically, it's the, the testing window is open for two months at a time, and then it closes. So I can strategically use that cadence in the, that two-month period to run sales promotions. I can envision me running sales promotions when the testing window opens, right before the testing window closes, and when the testing window is closed to say, maybe I run a discount. Hey, you can't take your exam right now, but you can save 30% if you sign up for your exam today. Sign up early, save 30%. You see, it kind of gives me a reason and an excuse to run these sales promotions. And then you can work in other things like, like Black Friday, like Christmas, like New Year's, because a lot of people buy their courses right after the New Year, New Year's resolution. They want to study. They want to advance their career. I can take advantage of that with that buying activity and I can run a promotion specifically in, in January. I could run uh, a Valentine's deal. I probably won't do that because Valentine's and insurance uh, doesn't really tie in too closely together, but I can run a summer deal when, when things are slow and people are outside and they don't want to be studying. I can run a, a promotion to kick off sales activity then. So, so that's number five. That's the big one is running more strategic sales promotions, just like I did with the Black Friday sale, because that really worked and it really sparked buying activity. And if people unsubscribe from my email list during these sales promotions, that's okay. I am paying for them to be on my email list through ConvertKit. I'm paying for them. So if they're not going to buy my course eventually, I don't want them on my email list for, for this particular website because it's pretty much, you can get all this free value from my website. You don't need to be on my email list. If you're not going to buy my course, then, then okay, go get my free stuff on my website. But yeah, you don't need to get these sales messages. Please unsubscribe. That's okay with me. I don't need to pay for this subscriber on my list. So unsubscribes are okay. Don't worry about it because it probably means they weren't going to be a customer anyways. So you don't want them on your email list. So that is what I'm thinking for Associate PI. That is kind of inside my mind, inside my head, what I've been thinking about for this business, what I'm going to work on. And that kind of gives you some behind the scenes of strategically where I'm thinking about this website, especially as I want to scale it up to this $10,000 business. I want to get back to where I, where I used to be with this business. So I'm putting in a lot of work on it. And I want to get it back to at least five to 6,000, up to 10,000 per month in revenue. So that's where my head's at. And my strategy that I'm thinking is, work with Greg, my ghostwriter, and, and crank out some new courses, get new courses out there to bring in new sales and reach a different market. Work with my virtual assistant to update my Thinkific sales page and update Thinkific and make it more branded towards my website. So it's a clean transition from my website over to my Thinkific courses. Get a new hosting platform, host on SiteGround or maybe Kinsta or somebody like that. And I still haven't decided who I'm going with, probably SiteGround. That's why I recommend all my coaching clients. But get new hosting, see if that speeds things up and fixes some server level errors on my, my WordPress website. Tweak my automated email marketing series and try and increase that conversion again during the first three weeks after they join my email list because that's when I get most of my sales is as soon as they join my email list. Within three weeks, they're probably going to purchase my course or they won't buy it. So get that sale in the first three weeks and tweak the email messaging. And lastly, continue what I did with the Black Friday promotion, work in more promotions, work in more strategic sales messaging, work it in strategically around shopping times and buying times like the holidays and New Year's and when the testing windows are opening and closing, find strategic times to run these sales promotions with email marketing. So that's what I'm doing with Associate PI. That is my plan for 2022. So stay tuned. I will keep you updated over the next year and coming weeks on how things are going. And if my strategy changes or needs to tweak or pivot at all, I will let you know. So stay tuned because I'm going to have more of these episodes coming where you get to follow along and track 
my thought process, what I'm doing, what's working, and what's not. That's kind of my plan with the Entrepreneur Ride Along podcast going into the next year. You'll get to hear plenty more from me about what's working and what's not. So thank you again for listening to the Entrepreneur Ride Along podcast. Again, if you want to see some of the notes from this episode and the screenshots of my sales pages and exactly what I'm tweaking, go to theentrepreneurridealong.com slash 35, where you can get the show notes for this episode. So thanks again. I will catch you all on the next episode.